How you doing? Ronan Man here. All right, I'm having a good morning myself. I just was getting ready to go uh, walking and I saw this article and I wanted to talk about it and break it down real quick. I think it's a very worthwhile discussion. Probably not what you think. It definitely wasn't what I thought when I saw the title, I should say. Uh, so I'll read the title. I went, Sex Toys and Tom Toy Boys. I went on a wild sex marathon after divorce, ditching my husband, got me my best ever orgasms. Uh, now, my first reaction was, uh, oh, this is a kind of a, a combination of post-divorce, you know, freedom, revenge, uh, anger at their partner, or something like that. It was kind of my, my first kind of uh, assumption. Actually, I, I was totally wrong. And I want to go in this article uh, and break it down what, what men can learn from this. A very interesting story. Okay, so basically she made a Tinder app. She made a Tinder ad. Uh, that she didn't even, she would never been on Tinder. She was married. She was, you'll see in this article, she was conservative. And so, I mean, I, I don't take everything she says is total truth here. But I would say generally, I believe this article as a rule. It's not totally, this article is not totally false. There's stuff to learn here. Okay, this is worthwhile. So basically, she's on the conservative end. I don't know the reason why that is. But anyway, she was. And she got married. She got married young. So now she's divorced and she puts... So, of course, you know, she didn't have any experience online with online ads in, in the Tinder, right? So she got on Tinder and she made an ad that she didn't realize how attractive it would be, right? I like riding on roller coasters because I love a hard, fast ride. I'm a single mom looking for child-free fun. Okay, now that right there is... She didn't realize it. And that a lot of people, when they're on, uh, say, a dating app, they don't realize that there's two things that make you attractive. Is One is, obviously, your attractiveness in the picture. But also is what you're offering. What is your offer? Right? If somebody's selling soap, that's not very interesting. But if they're offering, like, uh, you know, a thousand bars of soap for a dollar, then... You might run over there and grab them, right? Because you figure, hey, soap doesn't wear out. I'll just put it in my garage and whatever, you know? So the price they're offering things, uh, the availability, the amount, all these things affect the attractiveness of that ad, right? Of that person. It's not just the picture of the soap. It's price, it's availability. It's, it's the timeliness of it. Now, she was offering kind of everything because she's saying, hey, I like, I'm fun. I like roller coasters. I like hard, fast. That's the key thing there. That is actually what made her add. I'm a, I studied copywriting, okay? And I tell you right now, hard, fast ride. I love a hard, fast ride. That was the key to her ad. And she, she might not even know it. She might think it's child-free fun, but that's not. I'm telling you right now, hard, fast ride. I love a hard, fast ride. In her ad, is that is a, that is a blink, 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 <laughs> shining star to a lot of guys. And why is that so attractive? You look at her and you say, well, she wouldn't probably be the woman you would rate as the most attractive in the world, but why would she get a lot of responses? Obviously because of the, I would say that, what I would say it's a playful ad. It's a playful ad. It's, it doesn't have that sense of, it, and, and, and it, it makes sense because she didn't really know what she was doing at the time, her first ad, right? So it was a playful ad. She didn't realize kind of the cesspool that is Tinder at the time. She didn't quite know yet. And so she was playful. She's like, hey, I like a hard, fast ride. <laughs> Very honest, right? And she does. 
So it's an honest ad. And then, and also, she, uh, she was saying all her negatives, right? I'm, 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 I have a kid, you know, but I just want fun. I'm just looking for fun. But she didn't say I'm just looking for fun. She said I'm just looking for fun, much better way. Hard, fast ride, you know. And the analogy of the roller coaster and the top refund combined, it's a very good ad. I'll tell you. Some other girl, if you're looking for something like that, you want to put an ad like this. is a great ad. And that's what the, the article, The Sun, they're not copywriters. They don't really realize what's going on here. I'm not saying that she wouldn't have got a lot of matches anyway, but I'm saying there's a reason why she's picked in The Sun. She got tons of stuff and there's a reason is that she wrote it okay so she offered so you might say well she hit the wall not attractive well depends on what she's asking okay she's asking for your time your money she's asking to raise a family with you if she wants you to you know clean up after her kid if she wants you to clean up shit after her dog in the backyard if she wants you to you know do all these things in her life and she wants to limit you in your relationship. If she, if she, you know, is very specific about what you have to look like, you have to be six feet, you have to be this, this, you know, there's a lot of things that are not here, okay? And those, those, when people talk about the wall, they don't realize the incredible complexity of this whole thing, right? She's offering up a lot here. She's, she's offering a little skin here and she's saying, hey, you know, I'm kind of just free and I want a roller coaster ride, right? And so, boom, there we go. Uh, so her experience here with this uh, was, next, next point, is that she said in this article, right, she was raised Christian, right? So basically she was 17 and she had sex with this guy and then she married him, right, basically. And so then she's saying she broke up with her husband is the beginning of a liberating journey. Now, this is the part that I want to really interject more of like uh, to MGTOW guys is that, you know, when you get married to a woman, you know, you really don't know what you're marrying because you just got to go back and watch my marriage is doomed episode is that over the decades, the person that you're with becomes a different person along the way. Now, that's totally fine. And you will also change. Okay, so I'm not saying women change and you don't change. But what I'm saying is that you are a man and you are deciding what to do with your life. And you have every right to make the best, smartest decision based on well-established stages of life that, you will, that she will go through as to whether you should commit your time and money to this person. And also, also, you have a responsibility. Okay, so let's let's look at it this way too. So essentially, she was tied down. Now, she doesn't blame it on the guy, which I love about this article. You'll see later. She does not blame this guy at all. She's saying like, I was naive. She's kind of saying Christianity is what did it to me. You know, I was raised Christian. I felt bad about sex. And she got married because they were having sex, basically. This girl was like a very serious Christian, right? And so she's like, 
we're having sex all the time. We're breaking God's law. We need to get married. And so they did at 21. And so she didn't blame it on the guy. And she didn't even blame it on Christianity. She just said that's the reason. And it sounds like that was a reason, right? So that's a fair enough thing. And she had no way of knowing what she would become in the future, like what type of woman she would be, what she would want to do, and how that would, and of course she has no idea of how that would affect the man that she was with. But one thing I want to add to all the points in Marriage is Doomed, and I think a lot of guys should just go back and listen to that once a year, because there's so much in that episode. Uh, I highlighted my channel for a reason. There's so much in there. That That is like, there is so much there. And... But I want to add something to that. I want to say that, okay, like, let me give you an example of an employee. You hire an employee, and let's say the employee is very talented. Okay, so you hire somebody who's an Einstein, and he's working in your post office, he's working in your company, and the guy is very loyal, and he's a very good employee. But there's some point as, a, as, a, as, a, as an employer, I can tell you, as a guy who's hired a lot of people, is that you, you know, I think... You want to get the best employee for the lowest price and doing the most work, but I think you also owe them something more, much more. And the people I like to work, that I work with, I, I offer more. I realize that they might not know their talent. See, because they're young, but I can see their talent much better than them. And they might not know that they could do greater things than they are doing at my company. Right, and so they might be fooled into thinking my company is the best. Probably not. This is not that not that common, but for whatever reason, they might be loyal to companies. Their dad might have taught them, "Hey, be loyal to your company. You'll get rewarded." Whatever you know, just like this girl, they might have indoctrination or an understanding of of business that is only partial, not total. Right? It is true, uh, loyalty is good, but also. The reason why we graduate from you know first grade to second grade, there's a reason, is because you you master the skills in that thing, right? And so, as you uh, as you master skills in a job, you need more challenges, right? And one of the one of the kind of uh, gauntlets that I have in my life is that I always I want to be the person in the company that is always pushing forward, so that anybody who's with me is always going to be pushing forward too. We're always going to be pushing forward. Like, it's not like, because before I had like a company and like I would just, I remember I didn't know this and so I would just give them roles that they were good at and they would do them. And some people were very loyal to me and they would work for a long time. And and, and I, I started to feel guilty because I was like, man, these are like good people. They could be, you know, I'd meet somebody else that had a better job offer for them, right? And I started to realize, you know, I need to tell them about these job offers because it's time for them to move on because my company can't really offer what this other person can offer. Because when I do things, I don't just, I don't just run a business. I'm also dealing with, I believe the way you treat people is very important, right? So, and also a very good person will, if you're dealing with an Einstein or not an Einstein, but let's say a very talented person, hey man, they're going to realize what you're doing. You're making a big sacrifice. You could keep them. But you're opening up their world. You're introducing them. Somebody else is going to hire them. Because you're like, man, I'd love to keep you here, but you have better future in store for you. My company can't offer you what I, I think you deserve. So let me introduce you to this friend and see what you think. You know, you can make a decision. Now, if they decide to stay with me, that's different. 
that's they decide they want to stay with me. And that's totally fine. But I don't want to be a black box that hides. In this sense, I don't want to be a black box at all. The black, in the sense that I don't want to deceive people to this kind of stuff. I want to be the person that they can trust because they know that I care about them. So I would do this kind of thing. I would take this risk. I would tell them, hey, here's a better opportunity. And I've had guys say, man, you told me about that. Then that I never looked at you the same again. I always thought, man, this guy gives a fuck. I'm going to stay with this guy because this guy, not many people care. Right. And so I've had people just stay with me for another reason. Right. Not just their, their, you know, uh, or, or maybe because they want to learn people, people skills or whatever it is. There might be another reason, but I've had people decide even after I gave them better offer to stay. Uh, but now they know, you know, and when they do leave, they, they, they always mention it, you know, like, I really appreciate, you know, everything you've done. Right. And it's like, that's a real connection. Right. And I believe as a people person, I believe, and this is true in my life, is that when you treat people that way, you get rewarded in the long term, not in the short term, because when you lose a good employee, it's really painful, actually. But in the long term, you do, because I've had people come back and say, hey, you know, I know what you're doing, but you're really holding yourself back. Like, you need to do this more online. You need to get this. I've had young employees come back to me and really, you know, part of the reason why I'm able to be, like, for example, a YouTuber at my age, 56, is part of the reason was younger guys that I helped in the past who were like, man, you're not doing all you can. You know, you, you, they'd come back to me and say, hey, you know, you're, I know you, you know, you're stuck in this area. You know, you're really good at this, but you're really bad at that. And they're like, you know, you should really do this. You know, you're not good. I'm not a great manager. And they'd say, you're not a good manager, but you're really good at this. You're really good at inspiring people. You're really good at caring for people. You're really good at, you know, and they would tell me what I was good at. And they'd say, why don't you do this? I, I know somebody who's doing this and you should, you should do this. And you should learn about this. And then I, I did. And that's what it's allowed me to kind of, uh, even though my current financial state is not, I'm not saying it's, it's fantastic. What I'm saying is, given my quality of life, given the things I like to do, I'm pretty fucking happy. I'll tell you that. I would not go back to being a headhunter, even though I was making a ton more money. And, and I did like the job. Don't get me wrong. It was a good job. It, wasn't, it, it fit a lot of my categories. But helping men really makes me happy. Okay. And being able to force myself to pick up new information and bring that to people and verbalize it and then to later analyze it and come to a deeper understanding and a deeper understanding, another layer of the onion, another layer of the onion. This just gets me totally excited. So anyway, that, that I, I found that that is a good way to be. And I'm the same way with women. Like I don't mind if they leave. Okay. Because I know I am attractive guy. So it's like, if they move on to another guy, a lot of guys will be angry about that. I am not. Because I'm like, oh yeah, she should move on to another guy. Yeah, she's much better off with that guy than me. You know, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> that doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, yeah, she's way better with him. I, 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 have, I have friends that I actually helped them to, do, to move on from me. And I, these are girls I like. I'm not, not girls I didn't like. I had one girl... She came up to me, she's basically saying, marry me or else. And I said, I said, you know, you know what? I said, basically, I'm not going to marry you. And 
I said to her, she, she, at this point, this girl actually knew me quite well. Okay, so it wasn't like a girl I dated for just a couple months. I knew her for probably two years, but we spent a lot of time together and she was very smart. And so she knew me and she said, and she's kind of like, I got to get another guy like you kind of thing. And I said, I said, you know, China was really coming up at the time. She was Chinese and we were in China. And, and, and when I met her, foreigners were very wealthy. Okay, foreigners had all the opportunities. We had money, we had technology, and we had a lot of advantages. But in the short two years I dated her, actually, things had really started to change. I, I could see, they hadn't quite changed yet, but I could see the future. I could see that <coughs> China was gonna get rich. China was not yet rich. Chinese guys did not have any opportunity yet, but they did in the future. And I said to her, I said, you know, I said, you know, you're an attractive girl. I said, you know, I know a lot of Chinese guys really like you. Because I knew that there was some guy who was, had climbed a tree up next to her window and he was like singing love songs. And she like sent a video to me, like while we were dating. And she's like, this guy like really wants to date me. <laughs> and she's like, and this guy's got like money and a house and a car. And he's like a nice guy, you know. And I was like, I was like, you should date him, you know. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> she's like, I'm not going to date him, I'm dating you. I'm like, okay, okay. You know. But I mean, I, I, I did. I was like, yeah, he seems like he's into it, you know. And I want to, I would do it again. What I'm talking about is important. Okay, so I was not controlling her. I'm not a controlling guy. I'm attractive for another reason. Okay. And a very different reason. And what I offer as a person is valuable to people. And that's why people stay around me. Right. So she... Basically, when she broke up with me, because she said, you know, this is it. I'm leaving you. If you don't marry me now. And she said it in a cute way, too. It was, it was pretty cute, actually. She didn't say it mean. She was, like, quite cute. She was, like, pouting. She was, like, you have to marry me now. <laughs> My mom said this. And she was serious, too. She wasn't, like, making this up. She was, like, I, it's been too long. I'm, I'm 24. I have to move on. You know, and you could tell she was, like, kind of stomping at the bit, chomping at the bit. She was, she was not completely happy with her decision, but I said, you know, remember that guy who sang outside your, your window of the tree? I said, listen, here's the deal. Is you, you don't realize this, but I'm going to tell you right now that foreigners are going be, to become in the future very unattractive in China. China is going to surpass, and there will be more successful Chinese guys, especially for someone like you. You're, you're, you're attractive. She had a big rack. This girl had big boobs. And that's very unusual for Chinese girls. You know, she had like, this girl had a serious, she had a serious body on her, right? Like really unusually gifted, both in the sense of being thin and just, you know, being well-shaped in every part of her body. And so I knew like that's, that's damn attractive. And she, and she was reasonably cute. And she wasn't like super hot, cute-wise. But body-wise, she was, this girl was the full package. Very attractive. So... I said, listen, listen, don't waste your youth and don't, don't keep chasing foreigners. I said, if you want my advice, and I care about you, I said, look, pick a Chinese guy like that guy who's sitting out your window. And your future is going to be better. Because these guys, they live in, she wanted to live in China at the time. And I said, look, they can buy a house easier. It was a much less down payment for a Chinese guy. And real estate was what made you rich. And I was in real estate. So I said, look, he can buy a house easier. He's going to have all kinds of insurance because he'll have a good job. 
you know, like he's set. Whereas foreigners, we were all entrepreneurs, kind of trying to make it happen. We didn't have the ability to do things Chinese guys could do. And until China was rich, we were the guys in control. But I could see that was ending. And again, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'm, I'm my ego, I don't want I just, You have to get over your ego. I was like, nope, Chinese guys are coming up. He, they're going to be more attractive for you. I said, if I was you, I mean, you know, I'm not telling her what to do. I said, but I'd pick a Chinese guy. Like that guy. And you know what? She picked that guy. She picked that guy. And she married him. He was a, he was a man. He had a master's degree in chemistry. And he ended up uh, getting a job, uh, a very, very good job, an expat job in Africa in petroleum. And he's quite wealthy now. She married him. And the funniest thing, craziest thing I've ever seen, I ran into him and her in Bangkok once. I was over by a soak station. And I was coming up the, uh, no, I was in a soap station. I was coming up the escalator. And they were coming down. And I was like, I looked at her and she looked at me. And we're just like, you know, escalators can be quite long. Like, it was like a movie scene. Because it was very, none of us could get out of it. Because we were already on the escalator. And I was, I was like sending a message, so I didn't even know. I looked up and she's staring straight at me. And I look up at her and I'm like, no, that can't be. I'm like, and then I look him and I'm like no way because now I had met, I, I actually had met him one time before they got married uh, I was in I was in a restaurant that I often went to uh, in in in, in uh, Jing'an temple area and they were sitting there and I went over and introduced myself I said hey you know and I introduced myself and I said you know really nice to meet you you know because I was I was happy that she was going a good direction for herself and she was she was going good you could tell in her she, was, she had made a good decision. She was going the right way. And I, I wanted to meet the guy. Since I was there anyway, I wasn't, it wasn't that I wanted to meet the guy. It was like, I was walking in the bathroom, okay? And we were always passing their table. And I was not going to pretend like I didn't see them or something stupid like that, basically. I had to go to the bathroom, and I was going to say hi. So I, I walked up and I said, hey, how's it going? And then I'm like, yeah, basically I'm the ex. And he was like, oh. Because <laughs> he... he he didn't know I was at the time. So anyway, so I had met him. I had seen his face once. Uh, I just heard about him singing outside the window. So anyway, so now here we are on the escalator. So he's coming down. I look, I see her first. I'm like, how is this possible? Like, I know her from Shanghai. I knew he, he was in Africa. Like, what, are they, what is she doing in Bangkok? And then I look behind her and there he is. I'm like, no way. That's her. And, and she looked at me and, and like all of us wanted to disappear because... I don't know why. It was just like, it wasn't comfortable. None of us, I think, my feeling is she's still attracted to me and I'm still attracted to her and he knows it. And also we're not doing anything. That kind of makes it worse. You know, like if your wife is cheating on you with a guy, then it's easy because you can get angry and all that. If she is attracted to a guy but she's not cheating and he's attracted and he's not do anything that you can hate. It makes it really difficult for the husband because you're like, I'm kind of like third wheel here, getting in the way of this hot relationship. And it's uncomfortable, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I could see it in him. And I, and I, I wasn't going to do anything. I mean, I, I was no, not going to do anything. I'm a, this was, you know, this was, I was, again, I was happy that she had moved on. And glad she didn't stay with me because it wouldn't have been good for her. It wouldn't have been good for me. So which gets to my point of this article is that you have to think about one of the biggest reasons not to get married is that it's not good for women. 
in it, in it, this woman here, okay, the guy didn't do anything wrong, but, and she, in this article, she did not blame anybody, she's not angry, but she became a person who wants a lot of one-night stands. She wants to have fun. She wants to have a very spicy sex life. And by marrying her, you are stopping her. You're kind of like, you're not allowing her to do that. Now, it's even more complex because I just realized it's a contradiction because the Chinese guy could offer. The other thing I will add is, just to so you understand the story, is it, it's a different, a UK girl and a Chinese girl. A Chinese girl in the era that I'm talking about and a UK girl today are in very different situations. China was a third world country, okay? And if she was not protected by somebody, she would be ruined, okay? She'd be working in a ramen shop. She would be, her life would be total shit, very tough. Very, it was doggy dog in China. And this guy was her ticket to happiness. I mean, it was her, it was her ticket. It was like, you're hitchhiking in the middle of the desert. It's 150 degrees and you got no water. And here comes a nice car with a lot of water, air conditioning. You got to get in that car. And that was more like her situation. Not exactly, but kind of. Okay, so... There's the difference. There's there's why I'm not talking about with this one. But this one here, the guy was a third, he, he's a third wheel. A third wheel to her, not to another guy, but to a cornucopia of sexual experiences that she wants to have. So when you marry a girl, you're kind of becoming a third wheel if she's going to be this type. Now, she doesn't know she's going to be this type. So when you don't marry her, she might be angry at you. But you can do it out of love, too. Just like, I never did this, but you might fire a very talented employee. I mean, I never would do this, but I mean, you could technically, the, the analogy would be like, the guy's not doing what he's capable of, and you know you know this guy's like super in demand, like he's just sweeping floors, but he's an AI programmer. You're like, I'm firing you. <laughs> you can't sleep, sweep floors anymore. Don't sweep floors anymore, you know. And then you know, you know. And then he goes out and he's like, "Oh, I gotta get a job sweeping floors." And someone's like, and he's like in Starbucks, you know, programming artificial intelligence. Obviously, it's a ridiculous example, but you can see what I'm saying. And then somebody's like, "You can do that," you know. And then he gets a job in the field he wants to be, right? So that's the kind of the analogy is that is that she deserves better, okay, and. You, as a person, cannot marry her. Not because a lot of reasons why guys talk about not getting married, you know, is because it's not important, it's not good for them. What I'm saying is there's even a way, way better reason. And this is a this this is a reason that will almost inoculate you from marriage. Because you realize they're better off without you. They're better off not married to you. You know? <laughs> If you can handle that ego puncture, that their lives are going to be better. You know, you, you have limited money. Let's say she's an attractive girl. She can get a pretty hot guy, right? And I'm like, hey, go get that hot guy. You know, you should go get him. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's got, you know, you're, you're, you're taking the desert. You know, you, you know, jump in there. You may as well go. What the heck, you know? And, 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 and no, that's, that's exactly, 
you know, that's my attitude. And so a lot of the, okay, here's, here's why it's so powerful for you as a man. This is extremely powerful. Don't get me wrong. Until now, okay, every, every basically blog you've read, the, every MGTOW thing, every men's channel, everything, they're, they're telling you not to get married because of something you shouldn't do, right? Or whatever. Basically, you're putting on the brakes. You're, you're saying no because of this. I'm trying to stop myself. But as you know, with anything else, when you're trying to not do something, that's when you tend to do it. So I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. And then you drink, right? I'm not going to eat that food. I'm not going to eat that food. Ah, I'm not going to call her. I'm not going to call her. And then you call her, right? So the not going to do something, it works. And for certain types of people, it can work forever. But you need more tricks in the, in the bag if you really want to not do something. Successful non-drinking programs like AA, they don't just operate on that principle because it wouldn't work. There's many other principles that make it possible to stop something. So stopping being married, what you're doing is not going to work, basically. If you really want to not get married, okay, I'm giving you the gift right here, the golden key. And that is, is start to realize women are better off without you. That they're going to be happier, they're going to do better, and they're going to fulfill their fantasies more, and they're going to live their lives happier without you. And, you know, a guy I knew when I was in, when I was uh, 20, 21, 22, 22, a guy named Whitey, and I talked about him one time before. Whitey was a very attractive guy. He was probably 70. He was tanned. He had a he had a red Mercedes convertible. He had gold chains, uh, but he was very attractive. He wasn't like overly gold chained. He just looked good. You could tell this guy had money, and he was a playboy, and he was having fun, and he was always laughing, and he was always having a good time, and he was still attractive. He was one of these guys with the gleam in his eyes, and always a smile on his face, and always like a kind word for me, and always. A very thoughtful word. He was a smart guy. And you could tell he had confidence and he cared. And one day I was telling him, I said, I really like this girl, Whitey. And, and, he, and, he said, and basically he said, what do you want to do? I said, I don't know. I guess we could have kids and get married. And he's like, he looked to me, he goes, he gave me, it was different advice, but still he said, is she happy? And he said it in a way, not the way I said it. He said it in a way that saw through my soul. When someone, a man like that says something, you think about it. You don't just answer frivolously. I thought about it. I didn't answer. I waited. Maybe a minute. Which was for me at that age, I never didn't respond quickly. I always was like, brr, 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 answered right away. This time I thought, this is important. Why, why do you wouldn't ask this is important? And I started to think about her, the way she operated. And I thought, you know, I said, you know, I don't think she's happy. I said, I think she's happy when she's around me. And he said, you know something? He said, listen, this will never last. This girl is unhappy. And you are making her happy for the moment. But you can't do that forever. 
and you won't have the same effect on her. And I was like, oh my God. That was the best advice because it was so easy not to marry her after that. Because I could see. I didn't tell her, of course. I could just see. I was watching her. She was very depressed by herself. You know, I'd come in her, her house was just full of just wrappers everywhere and just kind of a mess. And this girl was attractive and everything, but she just didn't take care of things. She was just kind of like, she was always like slumming around. And, and then when I was there, you know, she would get all dolled up and everything. And she would act totally differently. And I started to uh, have more interest in what she was doing when she wasn't around me. And that was very powerful. And so Whitey gave me a very powerful gift to not get married, which was I could not look at how she treated me. I had to look more deeply at how she was when she wasn't with me. And that's another tool to not get married because that's not one of these, that's not one of these holding on for dear life negative. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to be married. You know, this is more like, wait a second. Let me realistically look at how she lives her life. If you've ever lived with a woman, there's a lot of women who are pretty depressed when they're alone. Like just wear sweats all the time. They never do their hair up. They don't do anything to, you know, they just basically put on a front. Okay. And that's what they're doing. And now sometimes they put on a front to fool you. Other times they'll put on a front just because they're embarrassed or they think they have to, you know, because they're, you know, present themselves in a certain way in public. You know, you can't go to this, you know, office without wearing this. You can't go to church without wearing Sometimes there's other reasons, but just the way they live and the way they are, that is who you're getting when you commit. Never fool yourself. So this is one of the, one of the, I didn't even think of this. This is a really powerful technique I have. I look with a very cold eye around their house and I see, she says she cooks, but does she cook? Does she have a cabinet full of spices, millions of spices like Gabe has? Gabe cooks. And when you look in his cabinet, you can tell he cooks. Tyler in uh, South Carolina, he cooks. Because you can see it. Now, some people don't cook, and you can see it in the spices, right? If you don't see any spices, this person does not cook. Very low probability. Because people that cook have certain things that give them away. And spices are one of the big ones. Knives are another one. People that cook tend to have nice knives. Uh, there's a few giveaways. Another big giveaway if someone cooks is leftovers in the fridge. If they don't have leftovers in the fridge, they don't really cook, you know? So I'll look at these type of things when I go to their house. So when I say the way they live, even if they clean their house up, I can still see, see? So I can see through them. So I spend a lot of my time when I date someone, when I'm with someone, of finding out who they really are when they're not with me. What do they really do? You know, how much do they have to get motivated to do things that I'm seeing. How much of it is a hologram? Now, I'm not saying it's like deliberately to fool me because a lot of it, like I said, social mores, you know, there's other reasons. People wear clothes, not because they're trying to fool you, but because that's what people do. You walk around naked, you get arrested. And even if you live in a place where it's not, they might just do it because they usually do it or custom or whatever. There's a lot of reasons why people put on an act. 
or a front or do something that they don't do at home. But you need to know who they really are when they're not with you and who they were before they met you. And, and those things can be quite visible in your life. And this will help you not to marry most girls because you'll see like, what do they read? Don't say anything. Go to a girl's house. One, this is one advantage I have dating, you know, so many hundreds of women. I go to their house and I've seen a lot of girls' houses. I've seen a lot of girls' apartments. And I've seen, you know, I've realized that there's a big difference in girls' apartments. You know, and I can read a girl very quickly by seeing her apartment. You know, and I can see when I see her house. And I can see quickly, like, some people live in, yeah, I'm not going to go into the specifics, but that, that would be a whole episode, actually. A very interesting episode, I think, too. At different types of girls' rooms. How much that can tell you about the girl. And how much that can insulate you from marriage. Not that you... Not that you... I'm not saying, like, you definitely... What I'm saying is, like, don't be an idiot, okay? <laughs> so many guys are getting married to people they don't even know, right? And just by realizing how unattractive most girls are long-term to you, you will be insulated from marriage. When you really realize what it's like to live with them, that just kind of insulates you. You don't have to, you don't have to blame it on them. Like, that's what guys do. The, the reason why people are so angry is because they're like, okay, I want to get married, you know, and it, it must be their tricks, right? I'm saying, like, if you really don't want to get married, you need way more sophisticated things. And what I'm actually saying is, who knows? Marriage is the natural state of affairs. And maybe you will meet the perfect girl. But the thing is, is that it ain't going to happen if you're a fool. And the techniques I have, I'm telling you now, the other one, so one is to see what they're like. So you can look for books. Are they reading? Spices? Uh, do they... You know, there's so many details, so many details. You can even say to her, you know, if you're dating her, you know, have a picture and you can see the room behind her, right? She might give away, pictures give away a lot, right? You know, they give away a lot. Like, what does she look like when she's walking? What does she look like when she's at her parents' house? You know, you, there's a lot of things you can do to kind of get that kind of infrared vision where you can see what she's really like, right? But the, the other thing that, that, that Whitey taught me, and that's about being happy too, what expression is on her face when she's not doing a selfie, right? How does she look, you know, what does she do when she has free time, you know? And all these things, all these things, right? So I'm trying to think what I, what I, was, what I was getting at here. There was, I'm trying to do so, I'm trying to put so many things in here. Uh, but the other way to look at it is from her perspective is that Let's say she is depressed, okay? And the point I was originally making about 10 minutes ago was that you are doing them a favor by not marrying. Why is that? People that are depressed don't want to be around happy people, okay? Because it makes them angry. I just, it's the truth. Depressed people get jealous and angry when they see people enjoying their life. So you're not doing her a favor. She is depressed and sitting around. Find, let her find another person like that and they will be happy together because those two people with that same mindset, they fit better. 
Okay, two people that like hiking fit better together. Two people that like, you know, it, you know that, right? Two people that like to eat healthy. They fit better together just because a lot of living together in marriage is just actually the practicality. What time do you get up in the morning? People that wake up in the morning at the same time tend to get be better together. You know, people that tend to be, you know, there's there's a lot of things that, in some ways, marriage is overrated. Marriage is just two people together. I mean, I'm Nelson's in the room. I'm here. We're two people together, right? At the moment, we're just living together. That's kind of, the word marriage is kind of bullshit, actually. It's just two people, really, living together, doing things together. And the more you have in common, opposites might attract, but they don't do well together. Okay? So the more you have in common, you know, Nelson and I eat the same food. We both like Asian food, both like spicy, both like vegetables, both like fruits, and all that. So that's something we have in common. Now, some other people, we both like yoga. We like it, There's things that, these things that are in common are very good to have, right? And, and the more you have, the more you have, the more possibility of long-term things are. Like you can have friends that do yoga. You can have friends that eat. You can have friends that watch movies. You can have friends that travel. You can have friends that, uh, whatever it is, you know, do the weekend trips or whatever. Friends that go to the mountains or whatever. Uh, and the more of those things you have, the more time you tend to spend with these people, right? Because I have one friend, we just watch movies together. That's what we used to do. Now, I don't watch movies anymore. So for me, I can't, there's nearly not anything in common with the guy anymore because we used to watch movies together. It was a long time ago, but that was kind of what we had in common. It's movies, right? So you are doing her a favor by studying her. Okay, and by letting her go. Letting the fish loose is when the fish doesn't fit into the new aquarium. You're letting it go. You're, you're, you're like, hey, go back into the stream. You know, you're not, you're not going to finance the fish. You're not going to come out and feed it all the time. You know, you're not going to clean the water, but you're going to give it the gift of freedom and the gift of being able to expand their own awareness and and, and possibilities, right? So when you don't marry somebody, now, now, again, her reaction and her understanding that you're letting her go because the two of you don't match. Now, I'm not saying you, you don't have to tell her any of this. You can, this, this, this you can be very black box about. You can realize that, that you can use the fact that you guys are not going to long-term fit as a powerful secret tool to not get married. And you can let her go back into the pool. And this is what I tend to do. I let girls back into the pool, but they don't know I let them back into the pool. Okay? It's like I let them back into the pool. And they... Not all people are that smart. <laughs> a lot of girls they broke up with, they don't even realize they broke up with them, right? Right. But the thing is, is okay, so you you are letting them you're letting them go. Okay. And at the same time, you're at the same time you are doing it because of it. You can see that this is not it's not good for them. If you think about them first, I don't know why this is, but try it. It's like a jacket, okay? A jacket in the thrift store. Try it on. See if it fits you. 
Try this on for size. Instead of, from today, for just a period of time, short period of time, instead of always thinking that you don't want to do something because of you, think of it from their perspective. You don't want to do it because of them. Because it's not good for them. They are better off, right? Let's say the girl, she wants hard, fast sex. Let's say, for example, this girl here, she wants hard, fast sex. I can tell you this, that the no matter how good you are at sex, no matter how well-built you are, no matter how young you are, you really cannot provide enough hard, fast sex with one girl that will really make her happy. It's really true. Because of the way humans are. There was, there, was a, there was a study of cows. It was very interesting. And, or animals are. Uh, there was a story of cows. You're going to like. So they wanted to see how many times a cow could have sex. So they put this cow uh, with this other female cow. And I don't know what they're called. But anyway, female, male. And they had sex a certain amount of times. And I can't remember what it was, how many times. It doesn't matter. But basically, that was it. So the, 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 the male, the female was still open, but the male would not do it anymore with that, that cow. But then they put that cow, the first thing they did is they said, well, maybe they figured out that it was, they put the cow into another uh, field with another female and the cow had the same amount of time sex with that cow. They put him in another field. He had the same amount of times with that, that cow. And then they realized that it wasn't the amount of times, it was that the cow could only have sex with that one so many times. So they thought, okay, well, we're going to try something new. So they put a female cow with a male, and he had sex that many times. Then they took the female out, and they you know, made her a different color. They sprayed different cow smells on her. They tried all kinds of things to disguise the cow so that the cow would seem like she was another cow, right? You know, different color, different smell. And so she came in. They were totally shocked. The cow didn't do anything. In, evolution has created even cows to be so intelligent that we just have certain tastes that can't be fooled. There's certain things in life that are just so incredibly intelligent. Aspects of animals and, and, and humans. They're so intelligent. We don't even have an explanation for it. But somehow that cow knew. And they put him, another cow in there, boom, done. Started having sex. I think that's probably applicable to women too, in some ways, is that there are factors there about variety that are very important to men and women. And I, I believe that women need variety too. They want variety. And I want to give them that variety. And so there's the door. No, <laughs> kind of, but you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I know they need more, you know, than one guy. I, I know I'm limited, you know? I, I can't, you can't give. It's, it's not that I just can't give her everything. It's, it's just like the cows. I can only do it so many times with her, right? You know, there's a limit, right? But if you bring in another one, <laughs> I, I'm off to the races, right? And I know, you know. That's the way it is. I, I, I've, I've proven this self to myself many times. 
So I'm not saying you're unlimited, but definitely these are powerful, kind of impossible to explain things, but they're, they're, they're definitely real. And they were real for that cow and they're very real for me too. And they're real for you. And she also has things that are, she was, this one here, the one in the picture, she was, she was programmed by religion, which wasn't good because she got married and she was not made to be married. Now you could take a darker view of this and you could say, well, she got a kid out of it and she wanted to be married when she was 18 to get, or 21 to get protected at that age, but then she didn't want marriage later. So I would say there's definitely some truth to that. But I care about her future, but I can't, if I break up with somebody or if I'm over, I can't also protect them to, to death. You know what I mean? Like, I care about them. I want to do the best. And the best might be to kind of abuse me for 10 years, take half my money, but my generosity doesn't go that far. <laughs> and so I realized that deeper, the deeper truth is, okay, the deeper truth is that money's not everything. And women, this one here in particular, she wanted variety. She wanted to explore. She wanted like a crazy sexuality. And then she wanted to hook up with guys later, which we'll get into the article. But I'm going to let her do that. I'm going to allow her to do that. And I would say, I would recommend that you also see, not only, I can read your mind here. Okay, not only are you, like, imagine your feet going forward, like you're being pulled into... You know, like, like let's say you're, you're doing that tug of war and you're being pulled. You're being pulled into marriage and you're, you're, you're pulling back and you're trying to grip the ground with your feet and you're grabbing the rope and you're trying to stop yourself from getting married. You're falling into the marriage pit. But not only that, but you're not, you're not, uh, oh God, I had a great point. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, but, but, but you don't need to, to not get married, you need to let go of the rope. You need to realize that she's better off without you. She needs to experiment. She needs to see more things. You can't offer everything she needs, especially modern women. They want variety. And, and oh, yeah, my point was that until now, you already know what I'm saying. Look at your wife if you're married. Look at your girlfriend if you have a girlfriend. Look at women that you know. They want more. And they need more. And you can be the guy to give it to them. <laughs> to allow them the freedom to go and get that more. See, so what you've been doing until now is you know that she wants more. But you've been trying to... Maybe you didn't know that when you met her. But at some point you know. Whether it's a look she gives a guy in a restaurant or whatever. And especially as a MGTOW guy, you've been pulling against this. You've been like, no, I'm important. I'm a powerful guy. You know, she can't want somebody else. And I, I know this feeling. I'm not, I'm, I am not making fun of anybody here. But I'm telling you the truth anyway. And it's not, a, it's not beautiful. But you're, that makes us not feel good. <laughs> Let's face it. We do not feel like the most powerful man on earth when we know that our woman wants more. Okay? But the key to your freedom is in accepting this. 
okay? Because you realize, wow, not only have I been trying not to get barren by, by, by defense, but I've been holding back and trying to control the sexuality of women. See, this is women's biggest argument, is that men control me. They try to stop me from, you know, kind of growing, right? I don't, I'm not like that. <laughs> Baby, go do what you want. I am, you can leave at any time. Like, I don't say this, okay, because if you said this, you wouldn't be doing this, okay? Because there is no resentment here. I'm not saying that, I'm not putting it in their face. Okay, this is a secret, this is a very, still waters run deep, okay? I'm talking still water stuff here, is that I am totally fine with my woman having better sex and more sex with other guys. It it doesn't turn me on, okay? That's, that's the first thing guys will think, is it turns them on. It does not turn me on at all. It's not, it's not, no, what turns me on, what, what, well, I could, I could, I, actually, that'd be a good episode, what actually does turn me on. But I know that I don't like to spend my life in the defensive posture, and I know it's not a successful posture. I can't keep pulling that, that rope of both, it's almost like you have two ropes. One is to not get married, that you're getting, you're trying to pull that one. And you've got another one where you're trying to control her so that she doesn't go and, you know, fuck other guys. Now, everything I'm talking about today is internal. So do not say anything to anybody about this episode. I'm not telling you to go talk to her. Okay, don't read what I'm not saying. I am telling you the understanding that will give you freedom. Okay, that's what you need. If you really want to make better decisions about women and long-term relationships and what you should be doing through life, you need to see yourself better and you need to see her better. You're not the best lover in the world, okay? There are There is somebody out there who's a better lover for her. And you can't provide the variety that girls like. Girls like variety, okay? And by, this is the trap that women set for you, is that they want more, and they know that you know they want more, and they know that you're trying to control them, and they, they use that to control you. Okay, if you get what I mean. That's how they control you, is because you're trying to control them. And so they're hinting, oh, I might do it, I might do it. And then you're like, in very subtle ways. And then you're like, baby, don't do it. Let me buy you something. Or like, I'm going to get angry or I'll give you more. You want a baby? You know, what is it you want? You want a nicer house? Or, okay, we'll move. Okay, I'll take that job. Okay, your friends can come over. You know, okay, you can, you know, do this in the house. You know, whatever it is, you want to redo that room or it costs a lot of money. But, you know, and you're doing things to try to keep her in your, this is what the married guys are doing. Okay. This is the ugly truth here. This is the ugly truth about the reality of relationships. Is that women want more and they use this as a way to control you. And the way you get freedom is not the way you think. Because a lot of guys will read, oh, Ronin has rules. The Ronin's rules. 
those are going to control a woman. That is totally incorrect. No, they might, on the surface, there are rules in my book that will seem like that. But that is an absolute misunderstanding, a total misunderstanding. Because I, the, the real secret, someone asked me, why, how did you not get married with all those women? Because obviously you're a sensitive guy. And there were some very fucking good girls there. Is I didn't do it by fighting. I did it by the technique that I'm trying to describe right here. I realized that they're better off without me. You know? And oh yeah. I think I remember now what Whitey said to me. He said, Why make one girl miserable when you can make many girls happy? Okay? So and I I never forgot it. I was like, what is he talking about? One girl miserable? Instead of many girls happy? Like, oh, no, I, no, no. He said, I didn't get married because I thought, why make one girl miserable? And he could see. And I thought, wait a second. Why is a cool guy? He's got a lot of money. Why can't he make one girl happy? I couldn't understand that at 22. But now, what I'm trying to describe here is I realized I can't make people happy because they are either happy or not happy. And I can make them temporarily happy, right? So... I can kind of trick a woman into marrying me by making her happy. Now, I'm not tricking her on purpose. Her emotions are tricking her into marrying me. And then I can embark on a long relationship with somebody that I know is going to be miserable. Or I can realize it's just a short-term spike. I'm a short-term thing for her. I am a blip on the radar. Okay? She can move on to other guys, whatever. You know, she wants to do group sex. She wants to try things. Totally fine. She wants whatever it is that she wants to do. She wants to be a monk. She wants to be an engineer. It's all good. I'm, I am not the guy who says, don't cut your hair or don't do this. I let a girl do whatever she wants. And then I sit back. Just like I look at her house to see who she really is. I sit back. I am not the controlling guy. Okay? I'm the opposite. And this is my power. Okay? Because I, I let them fall into their own traps. Because instead of trying to control, no woman can, can accuse me of controlling. I, I do not try to control women. I, I'm not into it. They can wear whatever they want and go whatever they want, do whatever they want. And the reason is, see, the deeper reason is because I want to know who she is. See, I like to find out who people are. Now I find out that she doesn't match me. And that's, that means there's no match. You know, there's no long, there's no way. And most people don't match me. But the thing with girls is they think, girls think they can become what you want to match you. But they can't. They can just... The only thing they can do is pretend to be somebody. If they're smart enough to know who you are, which is hard to do. But if they're, let's say they're very intelligent, they can read you very well. They can become what you want to become. Now, even if a girl like that, even a girl like that, you could call that not nice because it's fooling you in the end, right? You're doing her a favor by not marrying her, even though she won't be happy temporarily. But long term, 
If she knows you long term, she'll know. That guy was right. We wouldn't have been a good match. It's better that we're not together. But a lot of guys, while they're fighting against marriage, they're trying to control people. And they're clinging on to these old notions. And their ego is, most guys' ego is. My ego, okay, I don't want to make, there's no, no put-downs here for anybody. Not men or women. I'm just giving you the total rundown here. Most men are very sensitive to this stuff. And, and because for very good reason. But I really encourage you to let that go. To totally let that go. And to accept reality. That they don't match you. Whatever you do with it, whether you tell them or don't, that's not the important thing. That's the how. The, the, that's the practicality of what you end up doing. I'm saying a more deeper thing that is much more powerful. And that is the why or the real motivation. When you realize that you shouldn't do something, because you can see the future, right? why you shouldn't take that job, because you can see where it leads. right? One thing I learned being in so many professions is I can see where a job leads to. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want that. I don't want to have a bunch of employees again because I'm not a good manager. I don't like it. They don't like it. They think they want to work for me, but I'm not a good manager. You know, I'm not a manager type. I need to hire a manager type and I don't want to hire. I don't want to have a bunch of people like that. I, I prefer a different type of business, okay? So I know where things lead. I know who I am. And so I can make a better decision about which direction I should go for business. And I, I'm the same way with women. I know where things lead. I can see who people are. I know who I am. And so that allows me to, to not be angry and to make much smarter decisions. And I'm telling you right now, the more you get in this mindset, the deep, still water runs deep. And the deep understanding that you are not the big stud. And even if you are, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. That's the key point. You could be the biggest stud in the world, but you won't be the biggest stud in the world forever. And also, you can't compete with variety. You cannot compete with variety. No matter what, you like that cow. Change different colors. You can, you can have sex in different places, in the car, in, the, in, the, in the, all these different places. You can read all these books and... Try all these experiments. You cannot be different guys. And different guys, they have their charms, apparently. You know, guys have different ways of being with women. And some of them are very attractive. You're limited to being you. I'm limited to being me. And no matter how good that is, it's, 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 it's got its limits. There are limits. You know, no matter how good a car is, sometimes you, you want to use an airplane. Right? No matter how good it is, right? And no matter how good your walking shoes are, sometimes you want to take a bicycle. Totally different thing, right? A completely different experience. And when I say variety, a lot of women, they, they like to go on vacation and have fun, secret fun, you know, with some guy, some beach boy somewhere, you know, they want to do that. And hey, you know, good on them. If you try to control this stuff, you fall into their trap. Okay? Look at that girl in the picture. 
She was young, but a girl who's in her most attractive time is actually the most dangerous. Her natural feminine wiles are the things that will fool you more than her Machiavellian plans. Her youth and exuberance can fool you. It can trick you. But if you know the long term of how things work out with women, what different decades are like, what they want in different decades, if you can see this stuff really realistically, and you can see this particular person, not just the general stuff, but this particular person, what do they like to be around? You know, because I know for sure that there's some girls that are depressed. And if they're around me too long, at first they really feed off the energy. They love the fact that I'm positive. You know, they're like, man, you're so positive. Like, that makes me feel so good. And they feel really good. But there's a point when they realize, I'm not positive and I don't want to be positive. And I can't be around this guy that much. It pisses me off. I want to make him pissed off. And they, they can't be around me. And I'm doing them a favor, okay, by not bothering them with being me, right? And I'm okay with that. I am what I am. And you are where you are. We all are limited people. Okay, none of us can be everything to everybody. And we certainly can't be multiple people. So when you stop giving up that, and when you, when you let people go, when you let people go, strangely enough, you become more attractive. Because you are not, you're just like, okay, yeah. I mean, you're, you're not like, again, you're not, there's no, you're just thinking about it. You're like, yeah, that makes sense, actually. You would be happier, you know, going and getting gangbanged in, in Bali. You know, that would be fun for you. I think you would dig on that, actually. You don't say this, of course, but in your mind. You're like, you know what? She would like that. That'd be fun for her. And then you don't get in the way of that, right? Now, now, here's the point. Let's say you have a girlfriend. And let's, she, let's say you let her, you, you, you don't tell her anything, but you know she's going to go do that. And then you let her. Now, here's the, here's the powerful part, is when she comes back, You now have a decision. You think to yourself, again, none of this is spoken. This is all for you. This is your, this is your um, thought process for decision making. And as much as you want to be concerned with what she needs and wants, you have to think about yourself and reevaluate as things change. And then you say, well, you know, now that I know She's done this. Okay, don't logically think about it. Like, oh, I want, you know, it shouldn't bother me. You know, let, let's say, let's just say theoretically, you went and gangbanged five girls when she was gone. Let's say you're a total fucking PUA guy. And you can do this, okay? And you go gang, you do a threesome with two hot girls. Okay, so you gangbang a couple girls. She gangbanged a couple guys. Still... She has to make her decision about she wants to stay with you. Let's say she knows. She says, okay, he did that. She'll make her decision. And then you need to make your decision. This is all theoretical, but it's important to understand the thought process. Okay? And there's many different variables that could be substituted for this. But what I'm saying is you need to reevaluate her and say, don't argue with her. Again, you're not trying to change her. 
Do not try to change women. Let them be free. Do not change women. Let them be free. You are not everything to everybody. Let them be attracted to other people. Let them go away. Let them lose interest. And, and, and you become incredibly, incredibly powerful. I'm telling you how rare this is. He's a comfortable man in his own skin. This is a very rare man. Very, very rare. And you will start to realize when you try this jacket on, if it fits you, you will realize, holy shit. You'll have confidence like never before because you'll see the weakness in yourself before when you were trying to control her. And then you'll see later how she used that to control you. You're like, ooh, that's disgusting. You know, what I was doing was disgusting too, trying to control her. Even if you subtly did it, you know, I'm talking subtle stuff here. Like, ah, don't go to that party. Let's not go there. Eh, maybe we shouldn't take that vacation, go to this vacation, you know, kind of thing, right? You've, you've made these decisions, right? Kind of subtly keep her away from other guys, right? And when you stop doing that, when you, when you stop, when you pause, and when you accept, you know, the deep water, the, the, the still water, still deep water, when you become that man that can't be shaken, you'll be like, yep, this is true. Okay? And you won't react. And even if you make, like, let's say you break up with her, or she breaks up with you, you allow her, you won't do it in the same way. Okay, everything is different, is what I'm saying. But I can't really put into words yet. But when you accept things like this, you fundamentally are different. You'll act differently. You'll think differently. You'll feel differently. And she's going to notice. She'll be like, wait a second, this guy is different. He's not trying to, wow. I think that women are very shocked by this. Because they think, because I you know, have criterion for what I want in a woman, they think I'm going to be controlling. But no, what I'm doing is I'm reevaluating. So she comes back from the vacation. And I'm telling you this because I had a girl do this. A very attractive girl. She went to Bali. She got gangbanged. She came back. And I looked at her and I thought, is she still attractive? And actually, this particular one, she still was. I still fucked her for a while. But I accepted the reality of what she had done. And she slowly got less attractive to me. So I'm not saying that you feel the way I feel or that you feel any certain way. I'm saying that you you're you're you might be okay for a few weeks, you might be not okay at the first minute, you might be okay for a few weeks then not okay. So allow your emotions to go through their natural cycle. Don't don't pin yourself down because your view of the situation will change with new information. So the more you find out about how she is now, because I had one girl, okay, give me an example. She was always attracted to Italian guys, always. This girl was always attracted, I could tell. She always wanted to go to Italian restaurants. She was just attracted to Italian guys. And, but she was definitely attracted to me. And she wanted to marry me and she was a very spunky girl. This girl's a sporty girl. She had like four knee surgeries in college because she was such a hardcore basketball player. And she, she, was, she was really fun to be with. This girl was a real sport, a real, always a big smile, always up for stuff, and she was playful. 
super playful. She was always up for any kind of cosplay or whatever. And she was she was athletic. Oh, I, I mentioned her once because she she kicked my ass in uh, at the batting range, batting center. Uh, I don't know what you call it in, in, in America, but it's when they, you know, the baseballs, you try to, you know, the machine throws them at you, whatever that's called here. In Japan, it's about things and <laughs> So the betting center, and I, used, I went with her, and she kicked my ass. She said, I said, I asked her on a date, let's get together. And she said, let's go to the betting center. I was like, okay. And then I, I, I'm not good at it. Because <laughs> my eyes are not that good, right? So if the ball is too fast, I can't really see it, right? So even though I'm athletic, if I can't see the ball, what the fuck am I going to do, right? So if it's a slow one, then I can see it and do well. But we went there, and then she totally kicked my ass. And it didn't bother me because... Again, my ego, I'm just like deep water. I'm like, this girl is like absolutely kicking my ass. She was like nailing. She hit every single ball. The only one is she hit every one ball straight. <laughs> like almost like a line drive. And then only one she fouled off. Of the whole fucking set, whatever you get for what you pay the first time. You know, you pay one time. And you get like 50 balls or whatever. She hit every fucking ball. <laughs> and then she goes, and then... I looked at her, still waters run deep. Because my first reaction was, my God, she's kicking my ass. This is not good. I'm not being alpha. You know. And then I said, okay, wait, sit back here. Take a breath here. If you have to, go to the bathroom. I came back and I looked at her. Huge smile on her face. She's like, I'm beating you. I'm beating you. And she'd come up and jump in my arms. I'm beating you. I'm beating you. She's pointing at me, right? And then I would kiss her. And I was like, wait a second. This is not what I thought. Like, what is alpha? Alpha is sometimes not being alpha. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, this fucking girl is happy. And she's fun too. And so she said, let's go home and play video games. <laughs> and I'm terrible at video games. So by now I knew the drill. I knew she loves to beat me. She loves to beat, beat guys. So I'm like, okay, I'll play video games. <laughs> so we went back to her house and I'm terrible. I mean, I really am bad at video games. Baseball, I'm not that bad. But, you know, when it comes to video games, I'm terrible. I can't even play video games. Right? So it was the, what period was it? Oh, God. It was the, it was the, the guy with the hat on who walks around. I can't, what was his name? With the truck, the pickup. Anyways, that period. It was, it was back in like 1990, oh, it was way back, right? 93 maybe? Yeah, four. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so she just like totally kicked my ass. She went to like level million or what it was. And I went to like, I couldn't get out of level one, you know, because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even understand what I was supposed to be doing. I was like, wait a second, am I supposed to get one of those? But if I grab that, then I can't get that. <laughs> She's like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And then meanwhile, she's like coming close to me. And I thought, this is so funny. And, and I mean, and, and, and I, I believe, okay, here's my, this is my assumption, but I, I believe she was a good girl for like 10 years. She was one of my really solid girls. And she, uh, she was so fun. I'll say her name, Cowrie. Cowrie was so fun. And she was so ecstatic that I was not like other guys. Like, I didn't take it like it's a big ego thing. I wasn't like trying to beat her and I wasn't angry. I wasn't pouting. And I, you know what I mean? I was like, it was true. <laughs> it wasn't that I was like, I don't like getting beat. But I was like, this girl's way better than me. Like, what am I going to do? 
Tide comes in. Am I going to try and stop the tide? I'm like, no. This chick kicks my ass. So I'm like, okay. And uh, she kicked my ass like all day. And believe me, at night, when, we, when I fucked her, she was so fucking wet. And it was such an insane fuck. Even our first fuck, it was fucking marathon, man. And she was overjoyed. And I totally did my thing. Uh, I was, you know, very much, very much, in, in, it was funny because in bed, she wasn't like that. She was very much, uh, very submissive in bed. Uh, she was athletic, so she could do anything. So it wasn't like she was like, she wasn't like timid or anything, but she was like totally up for stuff. But she didn't know, she was young, right? She was like 20, just finished college. She was probably 23. And, and so she wasn't that experienced, you know? And so she uh, would just kind of go with the program, right? And she, she was very sensual, so she would kind of, she wasn't fake. So if you touch her, she wouldn't be like, Ooh. she'd be like sitting there looking at you. She'd wait till you turn her on, and then she'd start making noises, right? That's the other thing I liked about her. She was honest. And so the reason why the sex was so good is that I could feel that, she could feel that I didn't take, because most guys are like wooden Indians, you know, you beat them at something, they're angry. They think being alpha is beating girls <laughs> at games. I mean, you know, beating them at games, you know, being on top, being the man who knows the parking space. I don't know the parking space. I'm not the greatest guy in directions. I don't know things. There's a lot of things I don't know. My manliness, my masculinity doesn't come from making a fire. Okay, I'm not the best fire maker. I'm not the fire master. I'm not this. I'm not that. You know, I'm not the greatest lover in the world. You know, I mean, I think I'm pretty good, <laughs> but I'm not the fuck. I tell you, man, I, I'm sure there's, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think there's a million zillion guys better than me, right? So, and I'm definitely not variety. I can try to be, you know, I can, I can put on the different colors and scents and I can do things that I think don't hurt as far as variety, but they don't really get the core of what a woman really wants in variety. She wants different races, different sexes, different lifestyles, different backgrounds, different physicality. You know, she wants real variety that doesn't come in one package, right? And because I accept this, I don't, uh, I know, I've learned, and I hope I can pass this on to you, is that there's, there's actually more power in not controlling. Okay, so for example, when that girl came back from Bali, I just looked at her very sincerely. I thought I was not going to want to be with her because I kind of knew what she was doing because she was kind of threatening. Because she, The thing is, she knew I had other girlfriends and she was very hot and she was very young. And so she was angry about that. So she was going to get revenge, I think. And so she did. And then she came back and I thought, you know what? In a way... She did it in such an innocent way. And I could tell she still loved me. I think that's what it was. I could tell. She was trying not to show it, but I could tell. I could tell. And that's what made me still attracted to her for a while. Because I was like, I realized that she went out and got gangbang, not because of them, but because of me. She was trying to get me. She was using that as a way to... It was a desperation play. Now, if she would have done it because that's what she wants to do, then it would have been very easy to let her go because I'd say, you know, that's what you, that, that, in my mind, of course, 
But I'd be like, yeah, this is what she likes. I can accept that she wants sex that way. And I can't provide that. Or I don't want to provide that. I don't want to be in a group of guys, right? So I I don't get off on that. I'm not going to do that. Especially not with her, right? Depends on the girl, right? And so I'm like, I can accept her leaving. And okay, so let's, I think I, think I pretty much, your power comes from not controlling her. This is why women have us over the barrel. This is the fucking reason. Is because we want to control them. They say guys want to control me. And guys do want to control them because it is very it is very natural. And I'm giving you the keys here. Now some women will not like this episode because most women they like the way it is. Guys are very easy to control because they think they know what alpha is. They think they know. They like the fact that guys are fools of their own nature. They're fools of their own nature. I am not a fool of my own nature. I'm not saying it's easy. You have to learn to accept these things. But by learning, you become a very a powerful man in charge of his own future. And also one with a kind heart, because you don't have to be angry, ever. You just say, oh, she wants something else, you know. And, and, and you, the reason why you can let her go is because, theoretically, you could have done that before. But see, now you can see the future. You can see her being depressed. You can see her in the room, leaving gum wrappers everywhere. You can see her staying in sweats all day. You can see because, and you're like, I don't want that for her. I would rather she goes out, does what she wants. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you about this. This is the vision. You have to have the vision of where she's going to end up. So just realize, you know, okay, she's going to go gangbang, whatever she's going to do. You know, like this one here, this one in the ad article. But she'll end up happier. She'll end up at a better place. And that's what I want for her. <laughs> a better place. Not my place. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to finish this up by quickly going through what I was originally going to say about this girl. And again, she's a kind girl, so no anger here at all. Okay, so uh, if what's to believe, she's like, she uh, she put the ad up, uh, and it seems like it's all true. So, and a lot of guys came over, wanted to bang her, and that was great. She enjoyed that. She really liked the fact that he wanted to fuck, he wanted to bone her post-body baby saggy bits. That goes to the wall. So again, why is that attractive? It's attractive because what she's offering. She wants a roller coaster ride hard and fast. Now, she doesn't currently, by the way, but she did then. And so that was attractive at the moment. She's much less attractive now that she doesn't want it, right, to young guys. But when she did want it, that was very attractive. And so she found that there was many ways to be attractive, right? And so... That was a big shock, right? If you talk about, you know, getting married and having kids, she wasn't as attractive, right? Making a lifetime commitment, she wasn't as attractive. But as far as that, she was, and that's what she wanted. So, hey, they both had a good time. They were kinky. There's her original ad, which she looks like she gained a lot of weight in these couple of years. But anyway, uh, let's see here. So, yeah, she, she basically got over all the kind of programming she got from religion. And 
she's even saying she didn't blame the guy and she felt ashamed about her sexuality. And that's another thing. So when you look at a girl, whether you should marry her, don't assume that she's like some kind of Machiavellian girl who knows herself. A better assumption is she's probably pretty young. She doesn't really know herself yet. And so you look at her and you think, what does she really want? What is she really going to become? Just like an employee. They might be happy at your company, but what are they really capable of? They're capable of more. And if you see a girl, she's, she's probably cap she might be capable of a lot more. And so you're like, yeah, go get it, right? You, you should go get that more. You know, that's good. You know, uh, but anyway, uh, she was very bored in her marriage. And she says she doesn't blame him. You know, there she is when she was 18. Uh, and it was, again, it was about the religion thing, right? And she, and, and here's here's the bad part. My libido had all but disappeared. It's because she uh, was not uh, living her dream. So do you do you want... Forget you being with her. Let's talk about her being with you. Do you want her to be with somebody that she's miserable? Is that what you want? Do you want to come home from a hard day at work and see a miserable person there? So your side, do you want that? Do you want her to be, do you want her to pretend like she's happy? Do you want her to be like the cow who's already had sex as many times as they can, but they're having one more time. They're just doing what they don't want to do just to make you happy. Do you want the cow to be like that? Do you want her to be like that with you? Do you want to be like that with her? No. I want a girl. There's a spark in the eye. I don't want the dead eyes. Hell no. And I don't want her to have the dead eyes either. I don't want to. I'm the last guy who wants to make a girl have dead eyes. I want girls to have sparkly bright eyes and be happy. It's like go off and do your thing and have fun. Come back and we'll hang out, whatever. Good to see you again. You know, that kind of thing, right? And so I don't want that for, my, for her. And I, I don't want to see it in my house. I want my house to be filled with if anybody's there, in the same mindset as me. So yeah, so as soon as she uh, as soon as she got married and had the kids and she wanted a threesome and hot sex and you know, and she didn't get it and you know, so again, she's not blaming the guy, but it was her religion and uh, she's not blaming it on herself either. I would say there's some more self introspection there on her part. She's not doing. She's still doing a pretty good job, but I think there's more. There's more to go there, you know, because when you tie a down gown for 10 years and then take half his money, which she didn't talk about, I don't know, you know, you can't just blame it on the religion. Like I was brainwashed and so I hurt you. I don't know. You're like, I think we have a responsibility to know ourselves and to present ourselves as who we are, right? You can't just say, oh, I was fooled and so I fucked you over, right? You know, I was fooled into thinking, you know, that this job was going to be good. So I ripped off your company half. I stole half your company when I left. I don't know. You know, now maybe she didn't. Maybe she said to the guy, you know, who knows? I don't know their divorce agreement, but maybe she said at the end of the agreement, hey, look, this isn't your fault. It's not your fault. I ain't going to take any money. This is my fault. I allowed myself to be brainwashed and I shouldn't do that. I'll never do that again. And I want you to go live your happy life, you know, and, uh, you know, we can just take care of the kid 
and you know maybe she did that I don't know but if she didn't then I would say then 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 there's more introspection to be done right if the guy really wasn't at fault and you presented yourself a certain way you can't just say I was tricked because at the end of the day we're all responsible for who we present ourselves as you know there's two ways to lie one is that you you know did you take the cookie no but you did and the other one is the bunch of cookies missing or whatever and then someone says you or let's say you come in and then there's you look at the cookie jar and you can't tell it's a big cookie jar and then someone says any stolen tonight you say no there wasn't because you don't know you're just saying what you don't know at the end of the day you can be fired for that because they say well you should have known okay you should have known how many cookies were in there or the weight of those or whatever because you're the manager and you have a responsibility to know when I ask you were cookies stolen, you have to say, I don't know, okay? Or you have to tell the truth about what you do know, right? So I would say that we have that responsibility. We can't just flog it off so easily. So I would take a little harder line on this girl here. Uh, but anyway, she's saying that, uh, you know, she's trapped and all that. And then she got out and then she had wild sex and all that, you know, dildos and everything. You know, the, the, the drill here. Uh, you know, she got all the offers, 250 offers, and she got a confidence that she never had before. And, uh, you know, that's all good. I think, uh, I think that, uh, that, uh, you know, I guess what you need to know from this girl is that most women are like this. So don't marry them. Most women like variety. So that's a very good reason to never get married, right there. Let them have variety, you know. You just, just, just allow them the gift of what they need and want, right? You can't fulfill everything? Okay. You're not the biggest guy in the world? Okay. You know, you can't have sex as many times as some guy in some book, whatever? Okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm okay with that. But, same time, in the way you're a hard-ass because you're like, yeah, but I know what I want. I know who I am. And I'm not brainwashed. And I'm not trying to do anything that would distract me from the, the prize. I'm deep. I'm still water. I'm deep still water. And by being deep still water, you bypass all these problems. Because a lot of truth, just like me, allowing that girl to kick my ass. And then going to the bathroom. Because my first reaction was, definitely, I was a little bit hurt. You know what I mean? She was like kicking my... I was like, I wasn't hurt. I don't mind losing, actually. I wasn't hurt. Wrong word. I was kind of thinking, like, I was confused. Because, like, I don't know. Like, she's, like, totally destroying me in this game. Because like, <laughs> I, I kind of heard, like, you know, of course, I heard everything you heard. I'm like... Guys have to be alpha and everything. I'm like, I gotta hit one of these balls, you know. Because <laughs> I mean, it's it's even worse for me because I'm actually athletic, right? But I, I literally could not see the ball. It was too fast with the, with the machine I was in. It was too fast, and so, <laughs> still water runs deep. Right? So I went to the bathroom. I was like, What's happening here, Paul? What's happening? Okay, get over yourself. What's really happening here? What's the bottom line? Black and white, clear as day. Truth to the core. What's going on here? 
The truth is, I'm at a date with a young girl who's having a great time. <laughs> she is laughing her ass off. Okay. I've never, I've never dated a girl like this before or after. I'm telling you, this girl was extreme. Like, she really enjoyed winning. She hated losing. She, was, she would have been a good competitive athlete. Like she just hated losing. And she was having a great time kicking my ass. <laughs> it, it beat better than me. And I was like, I guess, I guess I can go outside and see what happens, you know. I came back. I just kind of, you know, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was kind of dopey. I was like, oh, okay, you know. I just tried to hit the ball, you know, as best I could. <laughs> and then, then, then she did it. She, like, jumped into my arms and, and started kissing me. Like, huge kisses. Because I, I think I'm kind of not the normal guy. I was comfortable, you know, with her. She was competitive. And I'm not, it's not like I, I don't enjoy losing. It's just that, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, you know, you, you can get what I'm saying, right? And, and, and most guys are not like that. That, that. that is a gem. To a girl like this, is a gem. And I think she realized over time, I'm like that with a lot of things. I don't mind what the girl dresses like. I don't care what she does. But, okay, everybody's got the, what is it, the, 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 the punishment and reward. The, the thing that really smart girls find out with me is that the problem with still water is still water is not running around chasing their tail all the time. Okay? And fighting against being controlled and controlling and feeling bad about controlling and then doing this and running around. It has a very clear eye. Kind of like a very experienced veteran at war. They know exactly what they need to do. They're not distracted. They're not totally blown away by things. They're level-headed. And I'm like that. And at the end of the day, that is scary because women know that most people should not be together. They know. They've seen their parents. They've seen other married couples who are just not happy. So they know that it's not always the panacea happy, happy. And they're like, you know, they know, they know. This might not be good for the guy. At the end of the day, they know. But when you're running around with, you, you know, chasing your tail, I think that in trying to control them, that makes them angry enough to not, to kind of get over the fact that they're going to trap you, even though you guys don't really match. And she's not really being who she really is. And that's not very nice, right? But it's very natural. It's very human right, to do that. So you allow her to do that by controlling her, by trying to control a woman's sexuality, the way she dresses, her hair. You give her leverage because she can always hint that she's going to do it. I might cut my hair. You're like, baby, don't cut your hair, baby, don't cut your hair. <laughs> do whatever, but don't cut your hair, baby. <laughs> it's, it's like... You, I can't tell you the power of this one. I really can't. And it's so rare. 
It's so rare. Because you're not doing anything out of anger. Because the punishment is that because you are not fooled and because you are a kind person, okay, you're a kind person, deep water, not easily distracted. You see what's going on. Like a veteran, you see the recruits. You want them to do well. You want to pass on your wisdom, but you know you can't protect them, right, from the realities of war. So that's the balance. So as, as it still water runs deep, you're like, okay, I know what's going on here. And you can't be easily tricked. And you're going to make a wise decision. You'll help the right people, for example, with the veteran. You see talent in certain guys. You're going to align with them, teach them things, and you'll avoid the guys that you know just are not going to make it, right? They're not going to make it. You know that already as a veteran. Or you're pretty sure, right? And so you make the right decision. It's not a beautiful decision because war is not a beautiful thing. Dating is something like that. You can't make everybody happy. You can't, you can't be the Prince Charming. I think a lot of guys are, they say that Cinderella, right? Women are brainwashed by cartoons. We're brainwashed just as much. We're humans. We want to be Prince Charming. Come on the horse. I mean, what is the modern guy with his house and money and car? He's trying to be Prince Charming. You know, the white knight. No, white knight's the wrong word. Prince Charming. He wants to be Prince Charming. You know, make her happy. Take her out of the dungeon. But you can't. You know, the taking out of the dungeon, that whole scene is just what I'm talking about. She's depressed without you. And you're going to take her out of there and make her happy. You're going to show her the world. Give her freedom. Yeah. Guess what? She's in that dungeon because she wants to be in that dungeon. That analogy was not perfect. People do what they want to do. A woman that does not want to be in a dungeon will not be in the dungeon. That girl I was talking about, Kauri, she would not do what she didn't want to do. She would work her way out of the dungeon. A girl with, you know, spunk. Like she had, this girl had spunk. She had energy. You know, she'd break out of the fucking dungeon. Now she was going to come and get me. Because <laughs> she, she definitely loved me. I'm, I know for sure she still loves me. I know for a fact. She got married in, in Chicago, I think. She moved to Chicago, I, read, I heard. But, uh, the still water, man, is very attractive. And I don't want to overestimate, exaggerate the still water part because I don't know how well you're going to be able to understand what I'm really saying here and integrate it. Um, and even at the end of the day, it's not the only factor. You do become more attractive. And, and, and smart women will see it in you. Your friends, you know, like you talk about your friends that, that are girls at work or girls you work with, they will see a confidence in you. There, there is something really that emanates from a guy who's not trying to control people, who accepts reality. He doesn't enjoy it. He's not like trying to, you know, like, oh, throw her to the wolves. He's, he just accepts reality. He's like, okay, this is not going to work, unfortunately. You know, because he, he's a kind person. He, he, he wishes he could make the world perfect, but it's not, right? And he accepts that. Um, and he makes the best decision, right? That's what I'm talking about here. That kind of combination of still water and kindness, but... The punishment is pretty bad that you're offering because you know yourself. 
and you can see her. And that is scary because so many people are living a fake life. And that terrifies people. That terrifies people. That you're going to see who they are. And you are going to not want that. And you're not going to try to change her. You know, you're not going to be angry. Your feelings going to change for her. So that's what you do. That's where you get in touch with your feelings. When that girl came back from Bali, I let her come up to me. And I was like, I'm going to see how I feel about this. And I looked at her. Maybe not the very second when I met her, but I, that day, walking around Shinjuku, I looked at her and I thought, you know what? I get it. This one here, she did it for me. She was trying to get revenge on me because she wants me to commit to her. So she gangbanged a bunch of guys in Bali or whatever. But it was for me. This girl's totally in love with me. She wouldn't let it. She wouldn't show me. But I knew. I was, and, and, and I was... I could not be more right, actually. And it didn't matter. So what the girl does is not the biggest thing for me. It's more like why she does it. If a girl does it because that's what she wants, that's going to cause a different feeling in me. Because I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm standing in the way of this girl. She wants another life. I'm going to, I want to, I want her to be happy. And I want her to have the life that she wants. And so because of that, I'm not interested. And then it's very easy. My feeling is gone. Like I don't have to fight it anymore. I'm like, yeah, she's better off. This one. I don't know if it's going to work out for her or not, but she's better off for now. That's what she wants. So good. And then there's another type who would do something out of anger because they're mean. Okay, that's another motivation. That's a different thing. I would, once I realized that, I would you know, let her come to my presence and then I'd be like, ooh, this is a mean person. This is a vindictive, angry, cauldron type of person. And man, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Oh my God. I can't cool down. I can't cool down the, the, the bubbling cauldron. Cauldron of heat from the Earth's core, no matter how many fire extinguishers I have. That fire is caused by somebody else. It's, it's got factors that are totally beyond my control. And it is, it is just like a, it's like a fusion reaction that I can't stop. So I'm not angry that she's a burning cauldron, but again, I don't have the ego that I think I can change her. I can fix her. She can fix her, but she's the only one. I can't fix that because I didn't cause it. So it's impossible. And she's not even being honest. So women that are burning cauldrons of fucking fire and brimstone, they are not going to tell you. And they also will never be honest. That's my experience. I, I shouldn't say never because I'm sure there's, maybe there's somebody who could say I've been a very you know, deceitful, hateful person my whole life. I tricked you here, I tricked you there, I tricked this guy. You know, maybe, maybe there's some girl who would tell a guy that, I don't know. I kind of doubt it. And it was because I was angry at this person, my dad. You know, I feel so embarrassed. I need therapy. 
I am so, you know, I did, I was wrong. And I was wrong about you. Like one, I have to leave you just because this is, you know, I've been so wrong and so deceitful. But I owe you something. Like I've wasted your time. And I really want to make up for this uh, troublesome. You know, there's different types of people. There's people that help. There's like team players. And there's like troublesome people that just cause trouble. For this trouble that I've caused. You know, I feel bad about it, actually. And I want to fix it. So I'm not going to just try to fix it for you. I'm going to fix it in my life. I'm going to be a different person. I'm going to change my entire life. And I'm not doing it for you because you can't make big changes for people. People don't stop drinking for their wife. People do big changes for themselves. They realize they're alcoholics. And they're like, you know what? They might go to AA, for example. Let's, let's use 12 Step as an example. Because their wife's going to leave them. But when they get there, they realize they're not really stopping drinking for their wife. Because at first, they don't see they have any problem. They're just like, if I drink, she's going to leave me. So I'll go to AA and not drink. Or I'll hide it or something. Right? That's what they're thinking. But when they get there, they're like, oh my God, I have a problem. And this has nothing to do with being married. Even if she stays with me, I got this problem. So that's the kind of realization that I would want a burning cauldron type person to do. Where they're not just putting on some fake thing for me. They're actually changing their entire life and becoming, you know, going through the process they need to to get over that extremely difficult thing that was probably caused by something pretty difficult too, right? But if anybody offers to do something for you, it's insincere. So you need, so don't, don't, don't even fall for this. If you have a burning cauldron type and she's like, I'm, I'm wrong, you know, this and that, no. It's, like, it's, a, it's just like a guy or a woman who says, I'm going to stop drinking for you. They can't. Their deeper problem is a deeper problem. And they need to come to grips with that. They can't be fake with you. You know what I'm saying? There's a fundamental problem here. The, 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 the foundation is rusty. You know, there needs to be severe changes in order to rebuild a safe house, right? A safe whatever the fuck I'm talking about. Tower. So don't be fooled by fake things still water still water even if she's sincere about changing just remember it's impossible those type of huge i guess you could call it a spiritual awakening they happen very rarely and you can never bank on it never stay in a relationship because of some miracle that's going to happen because <laughs> you don't even know how unlikely that is let them go. Let them go. Now, if they do, if they're the one in a million that actually becomes another person, good on them. And there's always that one in a trillion chance that they're actually going to come back to you. But that's like going to Vegas and just putting your entire life on a roulette wheel that's not 36 numbers or whatever. It's like, a trillion numbers. And you're just like, hey, I'm going to put all my num money on one number. And I'm going to win the lottery. No, you're not. Because there's a trillion numbers. there, Right? Okay, so I just want to go, I want to go back. I want to end this on this. Okay, so this is very interesting. Now I'm going to give you the harsh breakdown of what I think was happening. 
Now, again, I'm not talking about this girl here. I don't know this girl. I can't say what she's doing. So this is no sense of any kind of personal thing. Now, I'm, I'm really, at this conclusion, I'm really taking this to general rules and understandings, okay, and ways of looking at potential motivations. So quickly, a woman is 18, very insecure, inexperienced. She meets a guy, she gets married, She's very happy to get married. And then she has a kid, which, you know, she wanted a kid. She's got a kid. And then she gets bored. <clears throat> and then she breaks up. You know, it's pretty easy to call that using a guy. Pretty easy. You know? And again, we are responsible for what we don't know about ourselves. It's not easy, man. Life ain't easy. At some point, I might do an episode about the things I did like this that I didn't understand, that I hurt people without knowing, without, I was, I was in a kind of a dream world on something and when, I was, when I was in my 20s and I didn't understand something. But I am responsible for that now. I take responsibility. I couldn't be the exact person I was in my 20s, again, even if I was 20 again. I just couldn't be the exact same person because of my understanding of life now. I ruled through some pretty cool girls, you know, and I wouldn't do that again. I, 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 I oh, you could easily misunderstand that. <laughs> I would have fucked tons of girls, maybe even more, but there are things I would have done differently. There are understanding of people there are gems in this world. And you might not want to marry them, but they're gems. There are women who are fucking gems. And I would have seen that in them earlier. Just like Einstein working my company. I would have said, you know what? This one just doesn't have the capacity to leave me for some reason. <laughs> and she's just going to waste her youth, you know. I'm going to let this one go. You know, I would have done that kind of thing. With only a couple. Only a couple. But I was, I, I take responsibility for that. Right. And this girl's not taking responsibility. She's just kind of saying, oh, this happened. Oh, religion kind of did it. Okay. Now, if you look at what she's doing at the end of this article, she's actually doing it again. She had a period in her life, zero to 18, when she wanted to be with one guy. And then she made a commitment to one guy at 21. She was with that guy for a certain period of years. And that was what she wanted at the time. But then she found out she didn't want it. And so then, not only did she not want that, the extreme here is important. It's like she didn't want, she's sitting there eating gruel in a, in a, in a, in a prison. And she didn't want like a five-star buffet, okay? That's how different these things are, okay? So part of her knew, okay, is what I'm saying. She wasn't totally brainwashed by religion. She knew she wanted variety. People are not totally stupid, okay? 
Now, she probably thought, maybe she's got another reason, but anyway, it's not a good reason for you to get married, right? But then what's happening in the end? She's doing the same thing again. I was starting to feel a bit empty. So she's just in this cycle now where she commits to a guy. She has a kid. She takes, I don't know if she's going to have a kid now. She might, she's only 40. She probably wants another kid. That's what. That's my assumption. She's in that period where she wants another kid. And so she doesn't even know herself yet. I would put money on this one. But she might not. She might not. But it doesn't really matter because it's the same, same result. Because she wanted something and then she got it. And she knew that one thing wouldn't make her happy. But she committed her rest of her life to it. When you marry, it's a lifetime commitment. It's not like a job. It's a life. That's why you shouldn't get married. It's a lifetime commitment. Lifetime commitments should be taken very, very carefully. I recommend don't take him if you don't have to. Never make a lifetime commitment if you don't have to. If, you, if there's a way to make shorter commitments and then be able to react quickly when things change, you're in better shape. Whether it's buying a house, car, making friends, whatever the fuck, careers, you know. You want to be able to reevaluate as things change. Economy changes, people change, ages change, you know, times change, you know, wars come, you know, everything happens, right? People die. Huge changes, right? That's another reason I get married, you know. And you're not really getting married because you're just, all you're doing is make commitment. You don't know if that person's going to live a long time. <laughs> you know, you might only be married a year. She might, she could have, some kind of terrible disease. You could, you know, you don't know, right? So, but I guess I'm going too many, too many weeds here. I'll just say the danger here is many in this article because although this is a nice person, this girl, she still doesn't totally know herself, and that is dangerous for you as a man because she's going back into it, whether it's having a kid or you know settling on one guy. Because I'm going to tell you what she's going to present herself and what this article presents her as. Here's what it presents her as. Is I was the pickup guy, right? I was this dorky guy who couldn't talk to girls. And then I, and then I went out and I had all sex with all these hot girls. And then now I want to settle down with one girl, right? That's the kind of story here. But what happened the last time that she settled down with one guy? What happened? Well, she got married. Well, she spent some time. She had a kid. Okay, she had a kid. And by the way, 40 can still have a kid. She, she had a kid. And then she got very, very bored. And she wanted a lot of other things. Now, the first time, she wanted sex. See, so it doesn't really matter what it is that she wants. It could be travel. It could be a different career. You know, like a career with a lot of business trips. Whatever, it doesn't matter. She 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 made a lifetime commitment. And then after she got the main thing she wanted, right, a kid, and also security when she was very young. She wanted that security of having a relationship. After she got that, then she didn't want it. Now she wants something again. It's not going to be as good a deal the second time. Okay, it's not going to be as for the guy, it's not going to be as good a deal. It never is. And so now there's a worse deal on the table. 
there's a history of making lifetime commitments and then breaking them. And she's not even talking about getting married yet. That's the worst part. You know that's coming. And the baby. Like, it doesn't take, you don't need a PhD to think that maybe, maybe, she's going to do what she did again. Maybe. You know, people do, that's the other thing about people. They do the same thing over and over. That's why courts have what's called a criminal record. Because they know that once you're a criminal, you're likely to be a criminal again. Commit a crime, and then another crime, another crime. That's why they keep track. They don't just look at each person differently. If you have no experience with any crime, they look at you differently because they know you're different. Because they know that you habitually live a certain way. And that somebody else habitually learns the same way. And they know that the courts are wise. They're like, that is more dangerous for society. So although we don't want to, quote unquote, have judgment, we know the statistics. We know somebody who doesn't have any speeding tickets is very likely, unlikely to get speeding tickets, right? Somebody who has a lot of criminal activity is likely to commit more crimes, right? So that's why we keep records, right? Is because it doesn't give us total information because our records of this girl before she got married was she was going to be a good wife. Now we have more records of her, right? We have the record of her making a lifetime of somebody, getting what she wants, being very, very bored, wanting something very, very different, which, let's face it, would hurt a lot of guys. If their ex-wife was getting gang-banged, doing articles on The Sun, talking about getting, you know, all this stuff, a lot of guys would be not too happy with that. And the other thing I would add in here, too, is this girl has a kid. So when she went public with this article, or, or not, again, not about her, but when somebody goes public with their stuff, right? It's a different factor. So going public is different than private, right? So all these things add up, right? So the type of person we're seeing here, like you're looking around the room, you know, looking in the fridge, looking in the spice drawer, you know, right now, right? Looking, I'm looking in the spice drawer here. What's in there with this one? So we have somebody who now has a kid, not only did this, some stuff that, let's face it, large parts of society don't think is acceptable. I don't, for me, I, I'm the least judgmental person about sex. I'm like totally fine with what she did. But I also know I'm not stupid either. And I know that a lot of people don't like that. And especially when it comes to women. And especially when it comes to moms. And I also know that kids get bullied. And I also know that, you know, the, 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 the things that their parents do are things that other kids tease. I, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here, right? So the, the, the spice drawer is looking pretty bare on this one, to be honest. And I would say these are the factors that you would use to analyze the spice drawer of any person, okay, in the apartment so that you can see what they're like, what they're really like. Still water. Still water. Who are they? Because what, what the dumb guy thinks, he's very angry at the girl. Why? Because he thinks she did something to him. Okay, so he thinks he's important. And there was a big kind of relationship that caused this, and she did this to hurt him, and he's going to do this. No. Still water. Totally different. I see who she is. I see. I see. 
And how do I feel about that? Right? That's the key thing there. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about it now? Right? This will protect you. And it will protect the women you're with too. Because I can't say for sure what's happened with this one, but what often happens is the same thing. It's a cycle. It can happen. Now, don't In the comment section, don't say it's going to happen because you don't know. I'm just saying that Vegas would put the odds on that. But even if they don't, there's a lot here in the spice drawer that tells me things that are not that attractive, right? So at the same time, is there's a lot of honesty in here too. I would say this woman is much nicer than most. You know, she didn't blame it on her husband. You know, she's she's like open-minded about sex. Uh, obviously, she's a good copywriter, you know. And uh, she, I mean, I don't know if she's a good mom or not, but, uh, you know, she kind of admitted, not her fault, but mistakes. You know what I mean? And uh, again, she's not gratuitous in this article like a lot of there's a lot of gratuitous stuff in articles where they're they're really like they want to rub it in right she's not gratuitous she's just talking about what she did and how she felt about it oh she's got two kids right right and maybe they knew all this it's all good uh but uh again you know i I wouldn't see that as attractive. If I had, if I was, let's say I was single and 40 and I met a woman and, I, and, and she was very carefree, carousel, she's having fun, roller coaster. And she considered me to be a good, good lay. I, 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 I wouldn't um, really see that as a commitment. I, I, I just, it's just not... <laughs> Because I know, you know, again, like ego down, e down boy, <laughs> down, down, you know, ego down boy, down boy. You know, I know that I can't provide endless fun. She was looking for carefree fun. Fun is the word. Just like fucking who? Whitey. Just like Whitey said, right? There might have been some kind of boost. Might have been something she was looking for. And now there's another way to look at it. She might see this new guy as the guy who brings that for her. Or she might want to have a kid and get married again. I don't know. Either one's not going to work out. So those aren't good. And then, again, in the spice drawer, is there a good track record? here? All these things you want to analyze, right? Is this a good deal that I should take this deal? Is this attractive enough for me? And how do I feel... Let each thing that she does hit you on the chest. Boom. 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 Let it let you feel. Okay, so for example, let's say you're the kind of guy that's controlling about what she wears. Don't do that today. When she wears something you don't like, don't say anything. Let it hit you. Be internal about it. And say, oh, I feel terrible at that. I really hate that. And then, and then think, well, like for example, let's say you've talked to her about it and say, 
you've talked to her about that you don't like that. And then she says, I have a right to do this, you know, and you, you wear what you want, you know, whatever it is. She says her piece, then still deep water. Don't be confused by logic because love is not logic. Okay. Don't tie yourself down. Think about it. How do you feel about it? doesn't matter. Men and women are different. How do you feel about it? She's going by how she feels. You have to go by how you feel. How do you feel about her getting angry? This one. How do you feel about her doing this? How do you feel about her going back to school? How do you feel about her getting another job? How do you feel about her having had this experience? Again, you, and this is the thing, this is the balance I'm talking about here, is that you notice these things and you react to them, but you don't control them. This is where your power lies. It's not in ignoring them, and it's not in being angry. Allow her to be herself. Allow her to do these things. And then, how do you feel now? How do you feel about her? Talk to a friend if you need to. Find out how you feel. Then again, ego aside, what should I do? Because the answer is often, this isn't working out. Because the only reason why you go into this mode is because you're not happy. Okay, give you a spoiler alert. You don't go into this alert when she does something super sweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? When she makes your fucking pumpkin pie and she's all naked and fucking, you know, giving you a massage. You're not like, how do I feel about this? <laughs> how do I feel about her bringing her best friend over for my birthday? And I'm gang banging the both of them and we're putting whipping cream all over each other. How do I feel about that? <laughs> you know, you don't do that, right? You do it when it's something that already tells you the answer. But anyway, you have to go through the process. How do you feel? Don't go by how you felt yesterday. Given the new thing, given the new haircut, given the new job, given the new attitude, given what you've learned. You today, not yesterday, today, how do you feel about that? Men, you have a right to not want a woman. You have a right. I'm here to tell you right now. You don't have to like what people tell you to like. You... Even if you like somebody a lot before, you have a right to, to have your feelings change. They will change. You're a fool if you don't think so. You are a fool. Just like anything else in your life. Things change. You might like some song and then you're tired of it. You have a right to change your feelings. Okay? You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to, you know what I mean? Just know that you can change and also something that she can do that might not even be logical, but it might hit you very hard, you know? Now, just one simple example. There might be some little thing she does that really makes you endear, endears you to her, you know? Like it just means some little thing she does all the time. You know what I mean? It, whatever it is, just some tiny little thing that you just think, God, this is a good girl. And then when she stops doing it, right, 
You know, this is the big thing. You know, one of my recent, my recent girls, she, I went back in our text and there was, there used to be a lot of hearts and stuff. And, and I like emojis, right? There was a lot of emojis in the beginning. Because he knew I liked emojis. And then there was like no emojis. And it was like a huge awakening for me. Because I knew there was a coldness. I knew there was something changing. But I couldn't logically, I couldn't see, like, because, you know, you got to say, am I imagining things, right? You know, am I really, something really changing here, right? Those emojis were good for me because they allowed me to, like, logically say, yep, it was about that time. Yep, yep, it was over right then. She lost interest. And again, I'm the kind of guy that girls can lose interest in. It's totally fine. The only thing with me is I do, I do want to know. I don't, if somebody fools me and stays with me, they lose interest in me and they're dishonest. It's the dishonesty I don't like. If they lose interest, fine. You know what I mean? Like, that's totally fine. In fact, that's probably what's going to happen. And that's the main reason not to get married is that people just long term, it's not going to work, right? But you might be friends for a long time. You know, you might know them for decades. You might help them out. You might paint their house or whatever. You might fuck them once in a while. It's, you know, but as far as like the marriage thing, you know, you know I don't know about that. That's another thing, right? That's another, that's a totally different thing. You must, okay, I will end on this. You must have high standards when you talk about a wife. You have to. Not only do you have a right, you must. You must. Men, you must have high standards for anything that you would think of long term. Society will tell you, you don't even have a right to lose interest. You don't have a right to know what you want. You don't have a right to be attracted to what you're attracted to. No, you have to like whatever is the new Victoria's Secret model. You have to like that. Or the old one. I never liked either one. I wasn't attracted to Victoria's Secret models. They weren't my type. I knew that long ago. My type was not Victoria's Secret ever. Not even the hottest girls. There's a reason, and I could go into my type at some point. Uh, but uh, that's kind of my private thing. I, I was not into that. I, they, were, they were not my type. And you have a right to have a type. Because look down and you will see what's your type. Like I said, the penis points the way. And you'll know. And it doesn't necessarily have to be what other people think. So this woman could be very much her attitude, her whatever it is, something might be the thing that just really, you know, really gets you fucking rolling, right? Rocking and rolling, you know. And that's all you have to know. All you got to know, right? Constantly reevaluate. Be careful long-term commitments. And the reason is because you don't know, Right? You don't know. You just don't know. And she doesn't know either. But you know that most marriages don't work. And then, and she doesn't want to know that. Right? She doesn't want to know that. She doesn't want to talk about that. Women don't want to talk about that. 80% of marriages are instituted by women. Globally. Globally. And I was, long story, I was in a community. I was trying to get some help for one particular thing. And I was in a community of women that was very tight-knit. 
and very honest. And it was pretty funny because what I read in one thread was really interesting. Blew my mind. The girl said something like, she was saying like she got divorced. And then, and she said, but he divorced me. And then, and then the girls, the other girls said, because this was all girls. I was one of the only guys in here. Really, it's a huge community. And the girls go, what did you do to make him divorce you? And she's like, what do you mean? Ha ha. And they're like, they're like, come on, spill the beans, right? And then she, she went out and she laid down like a series of things that she got him, she did to him to make him divorce her. And all the women were laughing. And so what I'm going to say to you is those 20% that men divorce women from a women's community, I know that a lot of those were engineered. Just like I might engineer a breakup. <laughs> so you can play with that, right? But it's like, I, I uh, also, I, I got to tell you, so what I'm saying is, back to the divorce thing. I'm not talking about divorce. When I'm talking about me, I'm talking about girlfriends. Here I'm talking about divorce. And again, I'm talking about lifetime commitments. So let's say that women that engineer divorce are 2% of divorces. Let's just say. So 80% are initiated by women and 2% are initiated by women by making things so miserable for the guy that they get divorced because the guy finally leaves. So 82%. Now what is marriage? It's lifetime commitment. So 82% of women getting married are not going to keep their lifetime commitment. 82%. And 82% of men are. 82% of men that make a lifetime commitment to women keep their commitment. Something wrong there, guys. Something wrong there. Something's wrong in our current society. But if you know the numbers, guys are demonized all the time. 82% of guys walking down the aisle are sincere. They're going to not divorce the girl. Right? Only 18%. And maybe less. Who knows? Or maybe it's 19%. I don't know. Can't say for sure. All I know is on that thread when girls talked about engineering divorce, there was a lot of comments and they were all laughing. <laughs> my feeling was most divorces that men initiate or initiate by women. That was my feeling. So I know there's some more Ronin girl listeners, so I'd like to hear what you think about that one. But again, men, you know, if you're making, if you're talking about this commitment, this lifetime commitment, I hope I've given you not only a better view of the odds, but also, you know, the incredible, insurmountable odds or, you know, unfathomable odds, I should say. You know, but also the real, the real way to make the right decision. And that is to be the unmanipulative, manipulable guy. <laughs> well, you can't be manipulated. So you're not confused. You're not chasing your tail. And you're not doing something you're embarrassed about. Because I'm going to tell you, trying to control women is pretty embarrassing. If you listen to my advice in this episode and you incorporate it, you will be a different person with women. And women will love it. Trust me. Women do not like controlling guys. 
now the more evil ones that are smart won't like you because they'll be like, damn, this guy is totally what he says he is. And he's nice. And he's going to judge me based on what I do. And he's smart. And he can see through people. That's not very attractive to them. So the manipulator type of people, they will quickly leave. Because they'll be like, they, what they want you to do is to jump into the ring with them. right? But no, you, there's no way you're going to do that. Because that's not your nature. You're still water. You're wise. You know, you're King Solomon. You're gonna, you, that is your goal. You know, you're not King Solomon. That is your goal. You, your water might move around once in a while. I'm not saying you're perfect, but still water runs deep. That's your goal. And also kindness is in your nature. And you're okay with it. You're not like, oh, I got to be alpha. No, nah, it's whatever. You know, you can roll with the punches. Your ego is not like 10, 10 million buildings tall. You're like, okay, all right, all right. And, and trust me, girls just want to have fun. That song, Cindy Lauper, is so true. And when you become this kind of guy, you become, you kind of become the guy, like kind of like the fuck buddy they call. Because they realize that you're not going to, you're not going to do anything weird. You know, you're not going to fall in love. You're going to be the guy who, yeah, you're just going to be easier to have fun with. You know, because they'll know who you are. And you know who you are. So I, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Especially if you've been having trouble not getting married. This right here. And I, I think I want to put this episode out. And I want to hear what you think. I really want to hear what you think on this one. I really, really want to hear some very specific instances about this one. Because this one is deep. This is a whole new paradigm for not getting married. And I think it's a much more wise, kind and practical way to not get married. Because you can only hold that tug-of-war rope so long. And you're, yeah, the whole thing is miserable. It's confusing and miserable and not attractive either. And your fake ego that makes you, in your mind, you want to think you're the best lover in the whole world. Whatever. It's, it's, not, it's not true. You're not doing yourself any favor by believing it. You're not becoming more attractive. You know, just because you believe something doesn't make you that, right? In fact, it's the opposite. By accepting reality, just like the kisses I got from that girl in that batting center, those were real kisses. And that sex that night, that was, that was great. There was a lot there. And it was because of the interaction, right? So be a guy who's capable of that interaction, right? You know, you're capable. And trust me, women will look differently to you. When you become different, okay, this is the secret thing that MGTOW guys don't know, is that when you become different, the world, it's almost like you're on the wrong side of the world, you come up on the other side. When you become different, the world looks different. You don't see people as your enemy. You will see how you created these things and how you don't have to. And also by not being manipulated. When you're manipulated, you see people as evil, right? I use the word evil for a reason. It's because they want to manipulate. Let's say, I remember there was these scammers in Thailand 
and they would sit there on my road, soil evident. And their whole job was scamming tourists. And I remember I've been scammed a couple times in my life, tourist stuff. And I always hated those guys. I thought they were evil. But you know what? I, they couldn't scam me because I knew everything about the city. I didn't, there was no way. And I found myself after a while. First, I hated them. Right? I walked by them every day. Like literally, it was a group of guys that just rips people off. They were they 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 bought off the police, um, and they were like tuk tuk drivers and taxi drivers. They were bad news. They were called the Soy Eleven Mafia. I found out later they bribed the police to keep in business. Back in the day, now everything's gone. Tourists are gone. They might not come back. But I found myself after like living there for five years, and walking by them. You know, my anger dissipated. I finally started realizing, like, they're just like, you know, I started to look at them more clearly. Like, they're just a bunch of guys. They're a bunch of guys who don't know better. They don't have many job opportunities. You know, they don't have any education, these guys. They were not, they were not me doing what they're doing, right? Knowing what I know. You know, and now those guys are all unemployed and really in miserable situation. They're all... Those guys, those type of guys in Pattaya, Phuket, they're all in food lines now. And you can see pictures of them in food lines in Thailand because of COVID. And they, they collapsed the economy. And I kind of feel bad for them now. I hope they learn their lesson. That's, you know, I'm always a fan of spiritual awakenings for, for everybody, for women, for men. If you do something that you're not you know, proud of, I hope that you have a spiritual awakening. But don't do it for other people. Do it for yourself. Make those changes. And you can't do it for anybody else. So do everything I'm talking about for yourself. And that self will turn into a self that sees the world differently, gets treated differently, acts differently, and gets different results. And that, that is the sugar. That's the honey to end this on. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.